0: All right, welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Royceman. I'm Anna Royceman. It's the middle of the day. We're not at work. It's beautiful outside, and we're sitting inside recording a podcast. I'm here with Brian on the mic. Hi. Hi.
1: Hey, it is really nice out. I'm I t- so happy I took you're like here. an hour long walk earlier. You did? Today. I did. Oh,
0: I'm so glad you saw the sun it was today. It's nice and fresh. It
1: was, it's like a little chilly, but. You know.
0: I worry sometimes you don't see the sun because you live on you. Your schedule is very different. Having your he, Brian is very employed. If you guys know, it's employed Brian. I think employed I'm gonna start Brian. calling you that. Employed that's, that's, Brian. That's, that's on, my unemployed. character
1: name. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Actually, I see more sun than most people with like normal jobs. Really? Yeah.
0: Even though you work, what are your hours? Three a.m. to eleven, 11 a.m. But then yeah. I get
1: from eleven until like six p.m. to do whatever I want. That's and true. And that's when it's daylight. So. That
0: is true. Wow, that is nice. Brian works for. Um, Uh, The morning show, yeah, Good Morning America, in case you've never heard of it, watch it. That's a good plug for you, right? Yeah,
1: we need tons of viewers. You
0: need some viewers on that show. You
1: know, morning television is just crashing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and if this is your first time tuning in, obviously this is the podcast we're going to talk to amazing people about jobs and periods of unemployment, and then we're going to call a stranger, an unemployed stranger from Twitter, So you better stick around. But today, I have a friend of mine. I'm very excited to have you here. He is a very, very funny comedian. He's the writer and supervising producer. Hello, title. On Desus Amiro, which is on Showtime. Amazing show. Very funny show. You were also on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, formerly. Um, Oh, I wanted to plug your book. You can read his book, Nice Try, wherever you read books or listen to books. All over the place. We've got Josh Gondelman on the show
2: Hello, thank you
0: Hi, I always introduce, like, there's a crowd Everyone
2: Even, like, so you better stay tuned Is, like, a very morning (laughs) show way to get into it Like, you better stay tuned
0: You better stick around after these messages Yeah Yeah
2: And then it's just like Centrum Silver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not yet, but we'd love right. them to. That's to a be ri- an that's ad. a reti-
2: Yeah, right. I bleep out what I said. <laughs> bleep out the name of the the nutritional supplement that I said, and we'll hold them hostage till yeah, they start giving you money.
0: For sure. Thanks for being here, Josh. How Thank you for you? having me, Anna.
2: I'm I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel terrific.
0: You're always employed, but you've been unemployed. I have
2: been unemployed, but like it's been it's been a long time, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, even when i I had you on uh, the live stream show yep. on an episode, Friends with Emmys, that was the episode. And uh, I had two people on who are successful enough to have won an Emmy or gone to the Emmys or that's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's cool. I'm sorry, Brian has Emmys on Good Morning America. Oh my God, I'm the only fucking loser here. <laughs>
2: yeah, Brian, we should spin off this podcast. We got to do our own thing. Yeah, yeah, just
0: dudes with Emmy awards. <laughs> dudes with Emmys. Wow, I don't know. I bet a lot of people would listen to that actually.
2: <laughs> there are worse hooks for a podcast. I don't think we're going to do it, but I've definitely heard of worse ideas for a podcast. Yeah,
0: or maybe like dudes who are watching every Emmy award-winning show from day.
2: One. Oh yeah. That's right. Cause that's like,
0: that's, that's a such thing. a
2: fascinating genre.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People mm-hmm. who are just watching like a series mm-hmm. or movies. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: That's better than what we would be doing <laughs> to be clear.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish we did that as our genre. You know what I mean? Like give myself like TV and like, it feels like I'm doing work. You know, It,
2: it is doing work though. <laughs> um, my friend, I think they just made it through all the books, but my friend um, Tanner Greenring and his podcast partner were of a show called The Babysitters Club Club, and uh, they did all the Babysitters Club books. I, I think they that. made it through all of them. Yeah. I
0: love that. I did the Bradshaw Boys. Have you ever? Yeah, yeah, to yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, I love them. The three guys listening or watching Sex and the City from start to finish. <laughs> I think
2: it's fun though. Like I like being able to, because so many, there are so many things that are like for experts and for big time fans. And I I like the opportunity to like experience something for the first time, even because I think there's so much culture that's like, like, you know, it's like, well, if you haven't seen it already, like don't bother. Right. And it's nice to, to feel like other people are catching up too.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's how I feel about talking to people with jobs. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day I will be in your you shoes. You have a job. I do have a job right now. I really do. I love my job right now. It's amazing. It's given me so much. You know what I mean? Joy mm-hmm. and uh, and skill over the years. Yeah, that's what How I'm long thinking. have you been there? I've been there now a little over a year, cool. a year and three months. At Whoa, HQ. that's awesome. Yeah, um, I've hosted. Almost like 350 live shows. That's so cool. Which is a big number. That's such a
2: like um, rigorous training schedule too. Yeah. To host like just under a show a day.
0: Yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And it's also, it, but it helps with like stand up Like you feel like uh, on the, like now I can't talk. I'm like, it helps when you're just, you know, improvise it. When you're just talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like when I am performing, it's, it feels different than before I did yeah. the job. I don't and know why. Different how. Just like I feel more comfortable, yeah. you know, off the cuff or when people or with an audience or mm-hmm. just like, you know, abandoning a joke because I want to, you know, talk yep. to an audience member or totally. something. I don't know. I feel like beforehand I felt a little more rehearsed when <laughs> I would get up and, you know, pissed off if it didn't go exactly yeah. how I wanted. No, and, totally.
2: That um, sounds awesome. No, that's such like a great, it's like great to feel... That level of comfort on stage, I think, or, or yeah. during any kind of performance, to be like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go exactly how I planned, I am capable and expert, and I can, I can deal with this, and I, I can make it work. Yeah, and that's such a good feeling. And I remember like. Before I had any feeling like that on stage, and just being like, "Well, if everything goes exactly right, I will feel okay about <laughs> yeah. this. And if it doesn't, wow, it's going to be bad."
0: Right. I mean, you do enough shows where you know if, like, a joke gets an amazing laugh, yeah. and you're like on a high, and you're like, "God, I'm going to do that on every set this yep. week." And then tomorrow, the next day, you do it, and you get no and you laugh. Just, on yeah, it. Fall you're like, on what your own the face. Fuck did I do? I yeah, was, I was so confident in that moment.
2: And then, to, but to have that, and just to be like, okay. That's that's what's happening right yeah. now, and, and rather than just like, oh. Like, uh, abort, abort, eject, eject.
0: That sounded like sex, actually.
2: <laughs> abort, abort, eject, eject.
0: He's like, oh. uh, abort.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that would be just probably the worst that thing to say. That would be me.
0: Abort, it's coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, what kind of sex are you having?
0: You know, very medical. Oh, okay. And you get you
2: get pregnant immediately,
3: Like yeah. you know.
0: Abort. <laughs> oh, eject. I'm like, I had sex, I need 10 birth control pills mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That was so mean. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say, what was I going to Oh, I was going to say, I think I'm comfortable because I have no audience doing my job. Yeah, up. It's just a silent room. If my producer, like, through her headphones, like, shakes her head yes, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm Crushing. killing it. Yeah, yeah no one's ever show. been. Yeah, this is
2: <laughs> this is Bernie Mac on Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah.
0: The worst, though, is I saw, like, a couple weeks ago, I thought she was, like, smiling and laughing, mm-hmm. and then I, like, because I can see out of the corner of my Sure. and she's like yawning hardcore and i was like fuck me that's so funny I'm like pick it up anna yeah
2: you've got to you've got to really bring it for this audience of one yeah. but that is like being not wanting silence obviously when you're on stage <laughs> doing stand up but like being comfortable with pauses and like um unexpected occurrences is like such a uh, a good and useful quality to yeah. have
0: yeah being good at No laugh. (laughs) I mean, it's
2: it's like one of those things that it's like it's so funny to talk about, like because it's so backhanded to be like you're so comfortable in silence. (laughs) You know what I mean? To be like, but there are people that wait.
0: Do I get silence a lot at my shows, Josh? (laughs) But there are people
2: that I think bomb really. Badly, like, and then there was I. I've talked about this this dude before, I think, in public. But I start when I started doing stand up in Boston. There, there was a a guy named Kevin Knox, who was like a long term headliner. He's since passed away, but he was yeah. Um, But when I met him, I mean, he was like a really incredible, impressive. Uh, inspirational dude. Mm-hmm. When I met him, he had cancer and been told he had six months to live and then live for like another six years just like through force <sighs> of will and like treatment. and Yeah, and people really rallied behind him. There were like every, so often, wow. you know, there would be a fundraiser to help him with medical costs. He was like a real galvanizing figure. Yeah. Um And he was always, it was always very lovely to me. And he... <laughs> He would have this quality. He hosted the open mic at the the big club in Boston, which is called the Comedy Connection. It was like 400, 450 seats.
0: Whoa. And
2: there would be like routinely like 50 people for the, like in the audience for the open mic. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And I was gonna say, they filled that for a mic? Absolutely
2: <laughs> not. They did not. Um, and he- would his like energy level was so relentless? It's kind of the opposite of be, like sitting in a silence. But he was just so relentless and so infectious with his energy that you would just like even if you didn't hear laughter because the room was empty and dead, you'd be like, "This guy's crushing." Yeah, like he <laughs> has the for by I if you that. were just to watch his performance and his enthusiasm, he he had such like comfort and. Just like like a verve for doing the performance, that it didn't matter if the audience like hadn't caught on yet, and then just by like convincing them that he was doing well, he would start to like the audience would like get on board, even though it was like a room that was not in that evening uh, like primed for success.
0: I love that it was
2: really that's a good lesson. It was so instructive to just like to not sour and, you know, if, if, if you're a person that like goes on that momentum to, to like still do your thing or, or the, the other way is like, if something is weird and there's like a moment of quiet to like take that in stride and not just be like oh, what's your problem you, woo, woo, you idiots.
0: Yes. so many comics i mean I, you know we can move on to jobs in a second but I, this is fascinating to me but i hate i hate when someone's doing really well and it's not has nothing to do with their set and the room is just weird yeah. you know and it's quiet and then the and then the comic can't handle it and they'll yeah. be like yeah, you know, like usually that gets a lot. Yeah, like they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. start calling out that they're bombing mm-hmm. and they're not, and you're like, no, 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 this was a great set.
2: Like- yeah, <laughs> right. You're doing like what you don't really, like. You just walked into this room. What you don't realize is like the whole audience, who full of Dutch tourists, <laughs> yawned in unison through right. the entire last comic set, and now they're like focused up. I, I had a set recently where like the I think the couple of comics before me had been like really kind of chiding the audience for not doing more, but it was like. Eight people, <laughs> you know, in 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 a room that seats, more, let's say, more than eight, yeah, and um, and it was just four like fifty, yeah, yeah, four fifty, um, it was, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna like meet their energy, give them like like, like talk to them, like I'm talking to a room full of eight people, yeah, and the, and enjoy it, and and hopefully they'll have it, and I think it went as well as it could have, just given. Yeah, and, and they had fun. Like they yeah. had the you know what I mean? It wasn't like people doing backflips and, and like smashing their chairs <laughs> and, and like, like laugh and like this n- this. having babies naming them after me. But like <laughs> it was You it, don't know. It, maybe they will in the future that nobody did in the moment. Okay. Or okay. if they did, it was very like an incredibly quiet, like one of those Scientology silent births. <laughs> um and, and, but it was like it was a lovely whatever, 10, 12 minutes yeah. that, that we shared.
0: That's nice. Yeah. I like that. All right. So we're going to talk about jobs. Obviously you are a television writer. Mm-hmm. You have been for many years. Yeah. I want to know, did you always want to do that? Was that your plan from like day one when you were like going to go to college and stuff? Were you like, I want to write for TV?
2: I wanted to write, but it, I- that changed shapes a lot of times. So I started college thinking I was going to write plays
0: Oh yeah. Wow. So artsy. Very
2: artsy. Yeah. But and like did you I'm, wear
0: fedoras and you know, like just smoke had, a lot of cigarettes.
2: I and- had bad hats for sure. <laughs> um but I started because I wrote a play in high school that like won a high school playwriting competition in nice. Massachusetts. Thank so you, you were like,
0: I'm so already I like, professional. I was like,
2: This is it. This yeah. is what I'm good at. I like doing it. It's uh it's something I can do. And what
0: was the play called?
2: Oh God, it this sucks. No. Uh, it was called it was about like someone kind of wrestling with their own like internal monologues who are personified by characters on stage. It was a comedy and it was called Internal Bleeding, B-L-E-A-T-I-N-G, wow. which is just like a real smug <laughs> pun. You really
0: got into that play on words. I'll tell
2: you what, it, I, <laughs> I suck, man. No one ever said I didn't. Internal uh,
0: Bleeding.
2: That's what it was. And it, That's there's, the last
0: title I would expect coming from you. <laughs> it, there are
2: people that I, so we put it on after, after it won this. We did like a five minute reading uh-huh. at this big, um, concert hall at performance hall in uh downtown boston as part of the like competition and, and so we you know when we won we got to do a, a read a stage uh-huh. reading and it was really fun and then we put it on there's like a 300 seat theater in oh. my hometown and and they very generously gave it to us like at cost for two nights that's so and we cool. put on the play and there there's somewhere in the world is a is like a recorded? dvd of it and my i have a couple friends from high school that are like we should put that out and i'm like Nope, <laughs> nope, never. I Don't love worry. you guys. You did a great episode job. On yeah. we're
0: just gonna I- I play that. So we're I, just oh, it's so from cringy.
2: It. <laughs> I was like seventeen. Um, I more time has passed since I wrote that play <laughs> in my life than until my life until that point that's like how long ago it was well and for so, what
0: it's worth it did help launch your it was really exciting yeah. yeah
2: no i don't i have no regrets but i'm just like <laughs> well this doesn't represent me i mean there's like i have like 3 year old stand up jokes that i'm like ooh yeah. and um so so i went to college thinking that's what i was going to do but i was not i'm i was not an artsy person like okay. i didn't really fit in with the theater department i didn't have the stomach to do like Theater practicum and you know I'm like
0: mask uh, classes and yeah like, yeah exactly I, yeah it There's just a wasn't lot of feel the breath mm-hmm. and energy shit and, and yeah. it's
2: valuable but For it sure. but not it was not like what I was interested in about the theater mm-hmm. um, and so I I transitioned as a short fiction major. That's what I ended up doing. I was, I cool. did a double major in English and in short fiction. I wrote a book of short stories, uh, also that no one can ever see. That was a little more recently. Uh, but still no one's allowed to see Are it. Are we ever. allowed
0: to know the title?
2: That was called, I'm less embarrassed by the title. Okay. It was called anything to fill the silence.
0: Oh, nice. And it was,
2: there was like a lot of like awkward pauses.
0: Much better than internal yeah, bleeding. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a good like a, a, a Grey's Anatomy episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. It would be a great, a great episode title for a, <laughs> for a show. Yeah. Um, but not a great title for a play. <laughs> um but it was I so I I was like okay, I'm going to be a, a a literary humorist. Mm-hmm. And I still and, and I'd started doing stand up. I was doing sketch and improv on campus cool. by this time. And and I real I liked writing, but I liked comedy writing. And mm-hmm. that's that's I think there's a difference that I didn't wasn't like willing to acknowledge and wasn't ready to work hard enough to overcome. So I graduated thinking I was gonna be like kind of a, a literary humorist, which I was not good at really. Um and <laughs> and so it took so I was doing mostly stand-up and like not a ton of other writing for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, after college. And that's kind of, so that's- Were kind, you in
0: Boston then? I
2: then. was in Boston still. Yeah. So I was doing stand up around New England and then doing festivals and then uh, like around the country and then doing a little more work on the road, mm-hmm. um, headlining some colleges, featuring at clubs, you know, as that's like you, an opening act.
0: Were you working yeah, aside yeah, from yeah. that or were mm-hmm. you just yes. making money on standup?
2: I taught uh, preschool.
0: At oh, that time, yeah, yeah, I taught yeah. preschool
2: for, for I, all my previous work experience pretty much before comedy is in, and even concurrent with comedy is in education. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching preschool at that time and tutoring like SATs and high school entrance exams like for prep schools and stuff. Cool. Yeah. So those are my day jobs.
0: Did you have to tell all your kids like, don't I do comedy? Don't, did <laughs> they know? I didn't
2: tell. <laughs> I truly mostly banked on the kids I was tutoring not. Caring mm-hmm. and the preschool kids being too young, and some of their parents googled me. So I was like very careful with what I put online. Yeah, not that I like wanted to do or say things that were monstrous, right? But just like
0: <laughs> I don't. tried to
2: be a little more even extra sense like TV clean. Yeah, um, just like because I didn't want didn't want any parents to be like weird about it.
0: Yeah, that's very funny to me because I know a lot of comedians who are teachers, yeah. and I'm like. Whoa! do your students know about Mm -hmm. those jokes you tell?
2: Yeah, I truly (laughs) Especially
0: with like Instagram or anything, even if someone in the audience is filming you and you have no control Mm -hmm. over where where that goes.
2: I I put up a couple of videos. It was before, it might've even been before Instagram existed. Mm -hmm. I remember being on Twitter, but I was like pretty careful and it wasn't that much of a thing. And it was like a lot of like silly puns and stuff. and, um, And so that's what I was doing professionally. And I still was kind of like, okay, I'm a writer, but I wasn't, writing except for, for my own stand up. Yeah. And yeah. And so I had this breakup in the summer of 2010. Okay. And I'd been thinking about like what I wanted from work and life and comedy. And this breakup kind of galvanized the fact, I keep using the word galvanized like I just read it somewhere. <laughs> um but it, it really like crystallized that I wanted to Ooh, try. Switch to crystallized. I switched it wow. up. Wow, yeah. that was just a Can seamless you bleep transition. There? The first time yeah. I said <laughs> galvanized,
0: like bleep
2: Centrum
1: Silver, Which do bleep you like galvanized, better,
0: galvanized or crystallized. Um, do you have a preference?
1: Galvanized is just like. Scary. Uh, It seems like real strong.
2: Yeah, it was really strong. Mm -hmm. Crystallize does seem a little more fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could fall to the floor and shatter, and you'd be (laughs) like, no, the prophecy. Uh,
0: I'm sorry, your words just took me. That's okay. Yeah.
2: Again, I overwrite. uh, (laughs) Again, I suck. Um, No, it's fine. I'm I'm very Twee and (laughs) pretentious. But so I was at at that point, I was kind of like, okay, this is a crossroads because my girlfriend at the time, I think, was very rooted to New England and very. Mm Um, it would have been a real tough thing to move out of Boston and stay together. And so once we'd broken up, it wasn't that I broke up with her for comedy, but like once we broke up, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah. And my thought was-
0: Breakups always Yeah. Help. I mean, I don't mean help, but they always kind of, it sucks for a little while and then you're so clear and you're like, wait, I can focus on It me. was really
2: clarifying. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, oh, this person wasn't a bad person. No. She's a great person, but I was not, um, it was not the relationship that I needed to be in.
0: Yeah, timing is everything.
2: And it wasn't the relationship that she needed to be in. It wasn't like I was great and she, you know what I mean? And (laughs) she was like tying me down. I was like not the ideal boyfriend for her. Yeah. and it's hard that, to
0: believe, though. Honestly, You're
2: that's very charming. You know, you. I mean, it was very charming. That was Brian and I were
0: like, "Wow, who? He could be the ideal boyfriend for both of us." right now.
2: <laughs> I mean. um, so then, at that point, I was like, "Okay, I, I want to get out of New York. I don't think I'm going to." I, I knew at this point. Sorry, I wanted to get out of Boston. Yeah, I had a hunch at this point that I wasn't going to be just like a breakout stand-up comedy star. Like so I, it, realistic. Yeah. So many
0: people do believe, that.
2: And, and I still have greater stand-up comedy ambition than I have achieved to date. Mm-hmm. But it, it it at that point, I was pretty certain that I wasn't gonna go from like what I was doing now, which was making enough money that it was encouraging and financially helpful, but it was not a living. Right. So I I thought I was like, TV seems like the thing to do, and I, I'd started like trying to write pilots, like maybe the year before, uh-huh. and I was like, kind of gearing up for like, oh, you know what? I can submit to these fellowships from anywhere, and yeah. then if I get one, then I'll go to New York or LA, and. and and then I, but when um, my girlfriend and I broke up, I was like, I can just go there Right. and then like be closer to all the opportunities, not just the things that I can do via email. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was the, the choice. I was like, New York has some television. Like I was like, I know the Daily Show is there. I know
0: lots of uh, shows. Conan also Conan lots of writing there. teams mm-hmm. or, or writing rooms are here. I feel like.
2: Saturday Night Live. Yeah, uh, and so
0: I've heard of that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and it was like okay, so I can go there, and there is TV. It's not like I'm going to Phoenix yeah. or something. And was like this is where I'll be a television writer. But it was so much closer. I and I, I started dating someone who lived here, and it so You're much. You're
0: an East Coaster. It I mean, East Coaster. Sense. My yeah. family.
2: My family's still in Massachusetts. It is a. Uh, at the time, it, I had a car, so I was like, okay, you know, if I get, if I have to get home, I can be home in three and a half hours with no traffic. Yeah. I could jump on a, a bolt bus if I want
3: yeah, to come you. back for
2: shows. And I came here in, in 2011, so it took like a year okay. after that breakup to be like, okay. I, so it was like, I was like, I'll teach for one more year, and then I will make my, like, gentle exit. yeah. And and I will like consciously ramp up my tutoring hours and save a little money. And so I'm not- um, You're very
0: smart. You prepared yourself. I tried to. I know a lot of people who are like, I moved here because I was like, I'm going to be a star. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was like, wait, everyone thinks that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And and I like, I think I'd already been mostly disabused of that illusion by the time I got
0: here. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So you get to New York. Yeah. And how did that go? I mean, were you ever, did you have a job coming here? Were you still tutoring? Were you just doing comedy? I was still tutoring.
2: Wow, nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. So you haven't yet had any periods of unemployment?
2: No, I think there might not be. I was wildly underemployed my first year because I was doing a little stand-up on the road at like probably like a- four percent financial profit okay. like versus expenses. <laughs> yeah. And I was do I was tutoring, but I was like trying to keep my time flexible. Yeah. So I didn't have enough hours. And then by the end of the year, I was like hmm, I need more money than I have. Right. So I, I brought my tutoring way up. So my second year in New York for like the first semester, like September 2012, let's say through January, yeah. I was tutor- tutoring like 20, 30 hours a week.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, That's it was so
2: much. And it and 20, it's 20, 30 hours a week, but like every hour to two hours, right? Because like I would have an hour session or a two hour session right. had its own commute. So, it's not like five, you know, five back and forths a week. It would be like if I was tutoring 30 hours a week, it would go to all of them. 15 commutes. Yeah. Or occasionally they would meet me at the tutoring office. Okay. But still, that was like not, I didn't live there. Yeah, (laughs) that's a a lot.
0: I almost became a chess teacher. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to shadow someone for a day. I laughed because everyone was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Do you know how to play chess? I was like, no, not really. I know like the basics. How
2: did this happen?
0: It was a friend of a friend who, and I, a lot of comics do this job, and it's like a very um, prestigious chess like company. Yeah. And they teach three to six year olds, and it's mostly through storytelling about the That's pieces and how to do it. And so it was like, I could handle this. And mm-hmm. it was like, but I shadowed someone and I couldn't. They had eight kids to tutor that day, yeah. and they went from like, you know, like Lower East Side to Upper West Side yep. to Brooklyn. To the, I was like, holy shit, you travel so much. My,
2: my tutoring clients mostly were like, I, I might've had one ever that was in Brooklyn and I lived uptown in mm-hmm. Manhattan. So that like helped, but I lived on the West side. A lot of the tutoring clients were on the East side. So it was a lot of like a train to a bus right. to like Cross, a seven yeah. minute walk. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, and then like, okay, back on the bus, like go home for an, or like camp out at a Starbucks for an hour, try to write. So my, right my first year I was like a little bit I was on the road a little bit, tutoring a little bit, and I started getting some like little freelance magazine work uh-huh. and like website writing work. So and and between the three of those things, I made almost enough money to have money. Sure. <laughs> or to like to not lose money. And right. then after that year I was like, well, I am not quite living the dream yet. So like let's ramp up this tutoring.
0: That's smart. Oh. Thank
2: you. I mean like I, I'm very sensible you in are. that regard.
0: I feel like a lot of people, including myself, I think like if like you're saying, I, I, I ramped up the tutoring for six months. I knew I could do yeah. it for six months. Like if you give yourself that period of time where you're like, I need to make more money this month. I know I could pick up something. It's I'm going to be tired. It's going to yeah. suck some days. I'm not going to want to wake up, but- I, sometimes I think people think if they're going to get a side job or they're going to make more money, like, it's like, this is my life now. And it, yeah. nothing's permanent. You could end it tomorrow. Right, you can you always, know?
2: you right, your job. Yeah. You can end your job tomorrow. You could
0: end it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't say, I, I'm not saying do that, but I'm just saying, like, I worry if it's, if I was like, I need to make some more money this, you know, in these six months, I'm going to do a job that's going to keep me you know, tutoring 30 yeah, hours yeah, a yeah. week. I always worry, I panic that like, oh, this is my routine now forever. Like this is And it It doesn't
2: have to be. No,
0: no. Once you feel like you were getting comfortable, you're like, okay, I can do a little more stand up. I can do a little less tutoring. And
2: I scaled it back a little bit. I was getting more writing work. I was doing like recapping TV shows for Vulture. So that was like. That's fun. Yeah. And that, it was, it was fun. It it was like tough sometimes because I would. You know, if I was recapping a show, I didn't have screeners because it was all like right. sitcom stuff. It wasn't like prestige drama where they'll, you know, you get a link the day before mm-hmm. so, so you, you can, can watch it, it whenever and write about it in advance. So I was like, okay, I'll DVR this half hour show. But if I'm at a stand-up show, right. you know, the, if the show airs at nine, the earliest I can start writing, writing is 930. and if I'm out and get back at 10 thirty and watch it then I'm not right starting till eleven and so I would spend like a couple hours and you know be up till one or two doing those but at the same time though that money was like a couple few hours of tutoring that I could ease back on if I yeah. wanted. And, and, and it's
0: more in your field, so yeah. Like, and,
2: and so I was build, building clips, building a resume. That's
0: uh, cool. Yeah,
2: it was. It, it was really helpful.
0: What was your favorite TV show you got to recap?
2: I did a couple. I did the the non Dan Harmon season of Community, like the season <laughs> that they kind of gave him the boot, and then he came back after. Okay. And, and I recapped that, and it was kind of a frustrating experience, um, in that the season was really up and down.
0: Yeah.
2: And 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 but also the show had like really ardent fans so like sometimes I would like it too much and other times I would not like it enough
0: did you get a lot of lashback from people like, I did a lot not of comments? I did
2: not read the comments that's smart I think ever and I was not <laughs> encouraged to or required to I know at some websites they ask you to read and engage with the comments and yeah. I was not required and I chose to not participate
0: that's healthy yeah that's a nice I nice
2: healthy about it yeah And so that, and that was, that stuff was like picking up. I did a lot of writing for like women's magazines online and in print. uh, And and so like the cut Cosmo uh, print Cosmo stuff. Um,
0: That's so cool. Women's
2: health. Yeah.
0: It was women's health. I read your columns. Yeah. Yeah. I think I wrote one thing for women's
2: health (laughs) and I truly completely forget what it was. And, and 20.
0: I have a girlfriend and she's going through some shit right now. That sounds
2: like me. Um, And. And then in 2013, I had this like weird sponsored job where I like I prepared for and ran a Tough mutter and like blogged about it as I was Ooh, preparing. Yeah, you're
0: Influencing the Tough mutter market. Yeah. Wow.
2: And, and so. It How'd was, that
0: go? Those it, are scary. It
2: was cool. I would never have done it otherwise and I would never do it again. But it was like. Oh, I got to. I got paid to do this thing I would would never do. And, did you and that was pitch that experience.
0: idea? Or did no, they, ask they came you? to me. I, it was it
2: was through kind of friendly acquaintances that I knew through the internet who are like writer people, uh-huh. and they worked at this ad- advertising agency, and so they reached out to me. I've done like a couple little gigs for them over the years. I and, love
0: that.
2: Yeah, and it was great, and it was like, and that was enough money that I was like, okay, I don't have to stress about tutoring right now. Like it was. A bunch of money for like eight weeks of work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like how much a a human being gets paid to have a job rather than just like needing three jobs to make less money than that. Yeah. And so I, um,
0: you're inspiring me though. I want to write a, I want to write a tough mother piece. Yeah. It was, (laughs) anyone wants me to do it. I'll take eight weeks out of my life to prepare to do this. That's pretty fun. Yeah. It
2: was wild. And I was still, I think, probably tutoring and doing a little other writing, but like I was, I would go running. It was like springtime and I I lived in Harlem and I would run up and down the west side, like river, it's not called, is it Riverbank Park, Riverside Park? Just like from, I would run from where I lived in the 130s down to like 96th Street and back, Mm -hmm. which is like two miles down, two miles back. Or like a little further. My last, my longest run I did to prepare was like a six mile mm-hmm. run down and back. So I probably went to like the seventies and and cool. and then it became. I was gonna go further, and then the like traffic patterns became difficult, and I was <laughs> like, you know what, forget it. I don't. I'm not trying to win this thing.
0: <laughs> Have you ever done a tough mutter? Brian does a lot of races. No,
1: no. I just I stick to the uh the week. Race is not the tough
0: ones. (laughs) Wait, what have you? You've done a triathlon? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I've done half marathons, marathons.
0: You blog about half
2: Ironmans. uh, Whoa, half Ironman is that? Is there swimming? Yeah, and biking is biking an Ironman? Yeah. So it's
1: one point two mile swim, fifty six mile bike, thirteen point one mile run. Wow! So it's like a six
2: hour race.
1: (sighs) That's incredible. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's uh. I don't
1: think I could
0: ever do one of those. Maybe no, I I, could.
2: I definitely could never do one of those.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So you were scaling down, you're doing all this writing, you're in shape, you're doing tough mutters, you're living your dreams. When did you get your first TV job or
2: that are- summer? So that was twenty thirteen spring. And that summer I got a teeny tiny writing job for uh, Billy on the street pitching a bunch of ideas.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, I love him. He's great. I it love was really that show. exciting. Simple concept, super fun. And
2: and it works because he He's
0: makes awesome. it work. Yeah.
2: Like the 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 stuff they do is so specific and wonderful and like perfect for him, but like that doesn't work. Like it's oh no, I think he it's he is
0: that show. Yeah,
2: and it's hard to
0: And it is flat iron to me. It's like yeah, the yeah, billy yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. street like yeah. corners.
2: Maris got uh got my wife got um Billy on the street did once and and was so flustered and (laughs) I think they, she kept, this is her story to tell that she kind of kept, she had some place to be and she was kind of flustered when he came up and they were about to get her to sign the release and he was like, don't worry about it. Like, we're not, (laughs) we don't need this footage. Um, I love that. But yeah, I did a little pitching, but but that's, I don't, not to tell her story, but uh, I did a little, a little pitching stuff for that and it was like, during a time that I was in kind of a drought, like I'd had this, so to backtrack a little bit, in mm-hmm. December 2012, my friend Jack Moore and I started this like incredibly viral parody Twitter account, which Seinfeld. Is, Twitter yes, account. the modern yes. modern Seinfeld Twitter at Seinfeld Today, and it was not, um, uh, it was not a job like it didn't pay money, sure. but people knew about it and like wanted to give us jobs of some sort. And but like a lot of it was like, hey, would you guys want to reboot Seinfeld? And I was like, what? and we'd be like. I don't think that's legal. (laughs) Like every production company, it was like such a one-to-one literal thing. That's really funny. And there were other people that would be like, "Well, what? What do you have? Movie scripts, or do you have like good sitcom?" And I didn't. I like didn't have great writing samples. And so I think Jack kind Even of, though you
0: had you said you had some pilots that you had I been- did.
2: They weren't great. And I'd written another pilot in like 2012. And it just like wasn't great. It wasn't like
0: you didn't want to send it around.
2: I was and I tried a little bit. It just wasn't like staffing quality. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. That's fine. But it's it's so that happened and it kind of there was this flurry of like attention and celebration. And then by like mid 2013, like you know, six, seven months later, I was kind of like maybe that maybe like that was my shot and i did not rise to the occasion oh yeah and and so i was kind of feeling that through like the middle to the end of 2013 and so uh-huh. so that summer i had applied to billy on the street i interviewed with billy and he was great mm-hmm. and he was like cool we'll we'll figure out a way to like to use you on the show a little bit and like weeks and weeks and weeks went by, and I every week I would like bother my manager and be like, "Have we heard anything yet?" Yeah, and she'd be like, "No," and and then finally, their last week of production, they reached out to me, and it was like
0: the such a little week.
2: I think so, oh. and it was maybe like you know the, within the last couple of weeks, but what I thought was the last week, right? Um, and I it was like such a small, it was like two days of freelance stuff from home. I didn't even go to the office, and but it was like so. Uh, encouraging and like nourishing to yeah. me to be like, okay, I got this one little job. Maybe I can be eligible for other jobs. And I was applying for other late night jobs mostly. Yeah. I, had, I had a couple interviews or one interview at least for a for a network animated show that I just like was not prepared. I was not prepared in terms of like having the right kind of samples mm-hmm. ready. And so-
0: Good it, lesson though right It now. was a real good like, lesson. always yeah. to keep writing on your own because- yeah. It is true. Even if it's a show, it's an idea that you love, mm-hmm. but you you don't know that how to make it, or you you know, like I feel like so much. We're like, I don't know how I'd shoot this yeah. crazy idea. But
2: it's like sometimes that's the sample, what though. you need, right? And people go like, Holy shit, that's that's incredible! Like we don't have the budget to make this, but like we want to. Be in the you business, right. or whatever. Yeah,
0: we like your jokes, we like your voice, yeah, whatever. And, and I do.
2: still don't have like a great narrative sample. I like have not learned my lesson at all, but <laughs> it is a very important lesson that I keep. Um, well, this
0: maybe, is for all the writers out there, maybe Everyone's not gonna learning work on their pilots tonight. I or. mean, I
2: think it, it's so helpful to just have in your back pocket yeah. as like, and, and I have like basically every other writing sample. I mean, like, I, I don't have a feature, I don't have a pilot, but like, I've done every other. Kind of writing, yeah. basically, as a professional level, you know. Like I've written, like
0: you got a whole book, Josh. Think,
2: yeah, I wrote a book.
0: You should just send that right now.
2: I've I've tried Here's that. a Signed copy my manag- of my book. my manager was like, we can't do that, and I was like, come on. And then she was like,
0: no. She's like, write a like, pilot, and you're like, I have a long book. Yeah,
2: I wrote. I spent two years working on this book. Yeah. Can we just make someone read it? Um. <laughs> anyway, but I've yeah, I've written a book and written for television and written tons of stand up and like yeah. essays and other, you know, other kinds of like little writing here and there. But, uh, so, okay. So that was my first job. Then I'd been applying for late night shows for like a year. I did like yeah. 20 submission packets, which are like usually show specific. It's like a, a few days of work of like, yeah here, check this out, and then you never hear back and, and you it's feel so, bad about yourself. I've done those,
0: packets; so yeah. hard. you got to watch the show all that mm-hmm. week and make sure your joke isn't on. And, like, yep. there are only so many setups yep. and, you know, yep. ways and to
2: take it, it. Not on that show or not on any of the any other, other shows. Other shows yeah. yeah, it's hard. So I had done that. I did that for, like, a year. And then in early 2014, I got hired to – I applied as a writer and got hired to do the kind of, like, web – social digital writing job at last week tonight with John Oliver which had not premiered yet so okay. I had applied as like in the original crop of writers mm-hmm. and I was like ninth on the list of eight basically but I had this experience as a like navigating the internet and they wanted someone who could write comedy but like knew the internet and, and wasn't gonna like sound clunky modern
0: Seinfeld yeah I mean that was they were like
2: oh you have this experience you've written you know written for vulture and
0: yeah
2: so it just made sense and so I I did that for a year and then at the end of the year I had gotten hired to write on a comedy central pilot over the break between seasons and they said like look I I asked, I had to ask permission when I contract. And mm-hmm. they said, look, we we don't know exactly how this pilot is going to shape up. And we couldn't, we contractually, we couldn't let like any of the writers for the show do this. And we'd like you to come back for season two with like full writer credit and writing for the show. So we have to say, if you would like to do that job next year, we have to say no on this pilot. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. And it was, I was so excited. It was great. Oh, and wow. then I, I wrote there. For, so you
0: turned down the comedy central turned down the comedy pilot.
2: central pilot and uh and then stayed at last week tonight for the next
0: that's so four nice that years. they like that they told you. Nice. Yeah. they said
2: well they said this was not supposed to be the meeting like it wasn't right. we, we weren't like waiting for you to ask to do something so we could say no like we wanted to tell you this and like you're asking to do this other thing that was like maybe overlapping with our show so we had you know like they didn't know how close it was going to be to the show that they were making. That's crazy. Emotionally.
0: I imagine you're like so pumped. You got hired on the comedy. Super pumped. So excited. It was awesome. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, uh, we're going to bump you up. So we need you. It was really exciting. Oh, that's cool. And
2: so, so I did that for four more years and then I moved over.
0: And the show was amazing. And you guys won every year. I mean, like. It's
2: very exciting. Like
0: you not only got a job on a show, I feel like this show, like. Took off and you were there oh, yeah. from the start. It was, was I, so I mean, cool. it is
2: huge. I, it's like yeah. so. It was so wonderful to you have been a part of, and so many of my like close friends. You know, what I mean, so many close friends, friends there. Yeah. And uh,
0: John... but I still think it's like amazing that you got to be there. Like you got to start it. You know, yeah. Not that going into the Tonight Show is any is a bad gig no, at no, all. No. But you got to like kind and, of grow it with everyone.
2: And I have other than Billy on the street. I've like mostly which I was, you know kind of barely there I've had the experience of like being in a show from the ground up because I I left in the end of November beginning of December 2018 Uh and started working for Jesus and Marrow as like a writer and producer and and they'd had a show before yeah uh yeah and but we were so we weren't starting from the ground up in terms of like what do these guys do? How? Sure. How do yeah, they, like they already to work? had their
0: thing going. Yeah, yeah,
2: but we really had to revamp it and figure out how to do it with like a full studio's worth of tech instead of producing it in a conference room. And right. like rights and clearances were a bigger issue, and the set was big, and like really figuring out this new thing and like helping them. I mean, it wasn't like me making decisions. It was like helping them make it the best thing yeah. and the best version of what they wanted that it could be.
0: That's cool. And, and
2: so I've been there for, uh, I was there all the first season and we're about to premiere season two.
0: That's so great. And Thank they're you. so funny. I they're bet. so Are they funny. so fun to work with? They're so funny.
2: They're so fun to work with. And John also. like Yeah. The, so funny. I've like had the
0: he seems like such a nice guy. I've never met him, but he seems like a nice guy who you mm-hmm. want at your dinner party. You yeah, know?
2: but he uh, he's, I think, very private. He would not come <laughs> to a dinner party, but he is wonderful. right, I'm uh, sorry, they, I won't invite him. <laughs> that's no problem at all. You can come. Uh, thank you, I will mm-hmm. come. Um, but they, uh, Diaz and Mero are also wonderful. And it's yeah. just like, I've had the experience of getting to work for like really, really funny, really, really nice, cool people for like the last- I mean since I started working full time in TV in, like uh early 2014 so it's been like 6
0: years it's so great
2: 6 plus years yeah it's it's been really exciting and and satisfying and and the the people that I work with at Jesus and Marrow are amazing I'm like it's just such a fun cool the the writers are like so
0: You have such a fun group. I know some of the people on there. Yeah, and, and everyone adaptable. I feel like is very different and came from different like comedy backgrounds. It's and really cool it's in cool. that way.
2: Yeah, people have like really different interests and levels of expertise and get to pitch and work on different kinds of stuff. I and, love and, that. And I'm doing more different things like at last week tonight the writers like write and write and write and they write their asses off sure and at Jesus and Mero there's like a little different kind of input like you get to be on set kind of pitching stuff if we're doing sketches that are that are produced or, or field pieces and yeah you and I'm as a writer producer like I'm in edits for things and it's just like a really that's I, cool I'm, I'm getting experience a different kind of it's like rounding out my TV education where at last week tonight I was like, I'm getting so much practice at this thing and I feel like I'm getting better and better all the time. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, and I'm like building these new other skills. And so it, it, it's been a really like amazing and instructive and, and and worked on shows that I really am proud of and and, yeah. and like the people that I work with. And, and outside of the writer's room too, like the field producers that I've worked with at both shows are really – amazing and the, um, you know, the the right the supervisors that I've had have been really
0: great and that's cool. Yeah, it's like we were talking about before. You're very good at finding the the positive in all of your that's experiences. True. You don't harp on the negatives at all, even though every job has yeah totally things that you're like this is what makes it a job. And there are things I don't like, but you like we said before, you know, with HQ or whatever, yeah. like you found you were like I got I, these are the skills I gained from yeah. this show. Like yes, it was a great experience, but also I personally gained mm-hmm. all these skills.
2: And I can be complainy for sure, but. Honey, Hey, we're Jewish. Yeah, of course we can. Uh, Yeah. We're Jewish. <laughs> we're comedians. It's like, I am a, at some level, I am a professional complainer. Yeah. But, as it, is
0: Seinfeld, I believe. <laughs> I would say
2: Seinfeld is the most successful <laughs> professional complainer. Seinfeld and Larry David. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Larry David, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. I love your attitude about everything. And it's oh, true. It's why you get these jobs. I believe you bring that energy to all of the, the jobs and sets and shows you go to. Like you do have this just, pot, everyone always says, nicest comedian in New York City. That's very kind. Josh Gondelman.
2: <laughs> it's the thing you say about someone who's not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: No, I'm just
2: teasing. Honestly,
0: though, my grandma—you know what she used to always say—I don't know why this made me think of it. My dad'll love it, but she used to. Uh, my dad has a brother, and my grandma would be like, "Oh, he is so good looking. He's tall. He's handsome. He's just such a a good looking guy." And and he, she would say, "I'm, I'm Richard, my dad." She'd be like. Nice personality. Oh, <laughs> my dad was like, My whole life, she always told me how good mother. looking my brother was. Yeah, rough. <laughs> no, no, you're the funniest comedian, too. I'm I, sorry, but I don't are.
2: know that that's true. You thinking. are on
0: like every show, though. I feel like I see your name pop on like I'm, every show. I'm out a lot. You are. You're Which I like.
2: It. I like to do it.
0: And I love it because you're also in a very nice committed marriage. Oh yeah, it's and the best. I feel like a lot of people have that trouble balancing, like when you're in a really great relationship, yeah. it's like, but you're you're good to be like, Hey, I love you. I'm gonna go do some shows I and try. I'll see you later.
2: I, I think I could stand to like take a little more
0: make date time mates.
2: off. I do pretty well though. I, I'm it's definitely I it. the best I've ever been at like being mindful of that and like scheduling out stuff in advance or if she's like, Oh, my friend is doing this thing. Can you come to it? Instead of being like, well, if I don't have a show being like, I'm going to block that night off. And like, if someone asks me to do a show, I'll say no. And I will never regret it. Like I want to hang out with you and do fun stuff with you.
0: Yeah. That's perfect. So, That was great, and thank you for. You're an inspiration to me. I mean, you've been my friend over the years. I've seen your career grow, and I really, I appreciate you. And I, thank you. Yeah, no, it's helpful, and you're always willing to talk to friends and like give advice. So, you're very willing to give advice, actually. You, uh, you give pep talks on Twitter. That's kind of your thing. Yeah. Uh, like when, like you're like, I'm at the airport. I have seven minutes.
2: Usually, it'll usually be like late at night. Sometimes at the airport. Usually, it'll be like late at night. Because I think if I did it – or early, occasionally early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I think if I did it at, like, 10 a.m. Eastern or, like, 2 p.m. Eastern, it would just be too many people. Yeah. So I usually do it late at night, either if I'm on the road or if I get home. Like, I did, I did them last night because I got home at, like, midnight and my wife was asleep and I was, like, just kind of – Got into bed and was not ready to sleep yet.
0: Yeah. That's nice. Usually when I when I'm in that position, I'll go live on Instagram or like, you know, make a soup and share it. But, but- <laughs> I can't do
2: I, I can't do it because I'll be like in bed and she's asleep.
0: Right. And the dog <laughs>
2: is asleep. So it has to be like brightness turned way down and just like typing. That's
0: you know, really very funny. still. Um, well, as the king of pep talks, I wanted to call someone who's unemployed. We're gonna hear their situation Let's and do give it. them a little call and give them a little pep talk. I love it. All right, cool. Okay. So we are going to call a guy named Taylor. I believe it's a guy. Uh, Taylor said he's working a couple of part-time gigs at the moment. He's been applying to full-time jobs in his degree for over a year and a half now with very little success. It's frustrating. It's draining. I totally get that. He's working as a freelance writer uh, for an entertainment website and a cook in a cinema restaurant, but he has a degree in mechanical engineering which is just, that sounds like he's very smart. So we're going to call Taylor. Hello? Hi, is this Taylor?
3: Yeah, speaking.
0: Hi, Taylor, it's Anna Roisman. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm here with my friend Josh and my producer Brian, and we're calling to say
3: hi. All right, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing well.
0: Tell me, you have a degree in mechanical engineering, you told me, right?
3: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Cool. And yeah, you- I,
3: I got my degree in 2017. Uh-huh. And um, so afterwards, I was just like completely burnt out and I needed some time off. So it took about eight months off from uh, just to just like completely recharge and whatnot. Um, I didn't apply for any any engineering jobs or anything like that. Back home with my parents, started doing uh, some freelance writing for a comic book website, um, cool. and then I just started, uh, started applying uh, for jobs again around, I guess, probably uh, July or August okay. of 2018. And yeah, I've just been a- applying for engineering jobs and all of that kind of stuff for since then, and just nothing's really. Uh, happened out of it. Um, then I so I started working at this uh, a restaurant in, uh, in a cinema part time, uh, just because I needed some money uh, in November.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, Are you still uh, writing I mean, I for the it.
0: comic book site as well?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, not as uh, not as much. I've been trying to focus on uh, working at the cinema and just trying to a little more of my focus on to finding a full-time, uh, full-time job too.
0: Applying so. to jobs feels like a full-time job, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah.
2: It <laughs> it's so intense. Cause it's, it also feels, hi, this is Josh. It feels <laughs> like you could always be doing more like any kind of freelance thing, right? Where you're like, well, I applied to three jobs, but like, if I applied to five, that's better. And yeah. it's so, it's so draining and like I have so much, uh, appreciation for how, exhausting and demoralizing they could be
0: yeah i mean josh just talked about before on the podcast that he was applying to writing jobs for a year of packets and they take so much effort and time and you write so much and you apply and you fill out everything and then you're like wait (laughs) you didn't take me yeah what (laughs) and you didn't hear
2: back and you get no feedback it's like so it's so distressing how are you how are you feeling lately are you are you holding up okay
3: uh, yeah, it's, uh, been hard to stay positive, but, um, I'm trying to, um, and, uh, I mean, the thing that I, I, that I just find that really kind of demoralizing is the, uh, the, uh, either not hearing back, but then, or hearing back and getting the, uh, the classic sort of robotic, uh, well, your, your qualifications were impressive, but, you know, it seems like every company you hear back from, it's. Oh, we have really impressive qualifications and background, whatever, but yeah.
2: you're
0: just
3: not the one we're looking for.
0: And it's like, well, I got that a lot. Yeah, that <laughs> stinks.
2: And it's like, <laughs> and it feels bad be, to be told that you're not enough, right? Like, that you're like, oh, you're not yeah. good enough. And it like doesn't.
0: And they always say it's too much. You're, oh, you're yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but,
3: and it, you're not, it's and not like. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know like what. um, um like, is that supposed to make me feel better about you rejecting me? Or, <laughs> yeah,
2: I would prefer the job every time.
0: Yeah, I feel like you know, companies really need to like figure out a way to make to lay people off better. Like, they always do yeah. that, where it's like. It's almost like they don't know how to break up with you. You know, they really don't know the right words to say. So they're just like, this sounds positive, right? But
2: breakups are always hard. Yeah. Like any kind of like yeah. f- friends or relationships or jobs. Cause it's like you, there's like such a delicate balance. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be like, God, I, I love you so much. And we can never be together, <laughs> which sucks. But it's like, it, it is, it sounds really hard. And it sounds like you're doing an amazing job just like keeping your head up and continuing to to apply. And it must be frustrating to like want to work in this field and be shut out. But like, it's, it again, it's not like you're without value or are, are not living your life until this, Yeah, until you get this kind of employment, which is like, mm-hmm. it, I, that which is so hard to feel is true when you're in the moment. But yeah. it, it is, you know what I mean? Like you have the rest of your life outside of this. That's like you're Doing it now, even if you're not, even if this part hasn't clicked yet, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree with Josh. I also, as a, as also as a mechanical engineer, I am too. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> um, so I'm taking all the jobs. No. <laughs> Um, But I find that in every field, even in our field, you know, we are comedians and we write and stuff. I have gotten, I've gone into so many interviews in the last bunch of years. I was very unemployed for two years and I had so many interviews that I thought went great. And it's true. I did have good qualifications and I'm interviewing with people who are five, six years younger than me. And I think that a lot of companies right now are able to hire less experienced people at a lower rate. And they're saving themselves money. And so they're not going to take the people with the degree necessarily. And that was very discouraging because I'd be like, wait, I went to festivals and I have pilots and this and that. Yeah. And, I, and I've been in competitions and I would have all these things. And they'd be like, okay, but, you know, so-and-so just graduated from college and they'll do this job for $20,000 less. So it's hard. I,
2: I also think one thing that like I have to keep I have to keep reminding myself when I feel bad about stuff like like this is that like one, the right yes erases all the no's. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. even if like 50 people are like no, if one person is like you have this job and it's a good job, then it's like well those 50 don't yeah, matter. Yeah, you forget about. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it's all so like it's not like every no it's not like you need 50 yeses to counterbalance the 50 no's, which is like, so That's I, for so me, true. yeah, because I'm like, I will always get like, oh, everyone said no. And then it's like, well, if if everyone but one person says no, you're still doing
3: amazing.
0: That's true. That is yeah. true. Taylor, you just need that one yes right now. And then you're going to forget about all the no's.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I've like, I've had a couple interviews and stuff, but it's just, uh, and I've, you know, I've tried. I've I've revamped the resume about 15 different times and, you know, doing, doing different, trying different methods and doing all of that. And, you know, I just, I do need, I just need that one. Yes. And, um, and you know, things, you know what I always do.
0: Oh, go ahead. It's going to happen. Go ahead. I was going to say, I love to change my resume. Every time I have an interview, you have to cater your resume to them. Like, Put the thing, you know, make sure, like, look at the job description again and, you know, look at all the the buzzwords they use on their sites and everything. And you kind of tailor your resume to be the candidate that they want. Because I think a lot of, I yeah. have a lot of friends who just kind of walk in with their resume and yeah, that's great. just wing it. Right. But it's like, if you know exactly what you're going in for, you know, even if it's stuff you're like, oh, I wouldn't necessarily say that on my resume, but you kind of have to fake it until you get there. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, and part of that is so many the applications are screened by a by a computer algorithm. Oh yeah, anyway, for sure. So, yeah. So they're I, just looking, they're looking for those keywords. So I it's hope hard, it, It's hard if uh, if you can't get down in front of a person if you're yeah. not uh, tail, tailoring the resume for that kind of thing. So yep. Yeah. I hope I hope
2: things turn around and pick up soon. And I also hope like until they until you get where you are trying to get like things are a little less discouraging and that there's like, you get to do some good and satisfying and fun stuff in between. Cause it like, it stinks so much to feel like, okay, when, when this happens, that's, that's when, that's when it really starts. Yeah. So good luck with everything. Do you like yeah, the cinema you. job? You
3: know, yeah. And like, this has been, you know, pretty, pretty good for me cause it, you know, gets me out of the house. Yeah. And- that's great.
0: Do you get to see get you free out movies? of
3: gets you out of the headspace of constantly, you know, applying for jobs and mm-hmm. having fun with uh, with um, new coworkers and whatnot. And then I get a uh, pretty good perk of free movies out of that's it. That's great. So, a, I love movies, so. What's the best uh, movie? Out for me. That's awesome. What's the best movie you've seen since you started? Uh, probably Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Knives Out rules. Yes. Really good. Knives Out, that one honestly.
0: Was,
3: that one's definitely like a top three movie for me from the last year. You um, think it's going to win seen, some Oscars?
0: Uh, oh, you haven't seen 1917.
3: Um, I haven't I, seen 1917 yet. I've been trying to uh, work it out to see with my mom with her, her schedule and oh, my cool. schedule, so just haven't nice. worked it out yet. But um, that one looks like it's going to be dominating the Oscars this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. I think so. It crushed at the Golden Globes, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh, well, Sam Mendes just won the Directors Guild. Of yeah, County that's school, right. Locked up uh, the best director. So
0: cool. I'm really glad that you had, honestly, it sounds like you found the perfect like side job yeah, while you're for applying because sure. so many people have jobs that they yeah. just,
2: yeah. it's in a
0: field. They're like, I don't even want to be here. At least you get to see free movies. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
2: Showing up at the yeah, dog. It worked
3: out well for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. You played it smart. Uh, you really did.
3: That's great. Yeah. It's a long-term interest of mine. Uh, I do want to at some point get into film banking. So cool. worked out. Now. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, well, good luck with everything.
0: Yeah. It sounds like yeah, you're going to be great. So you're taking care of yourself. Thank you so much for talking to us, Taylor. I wish you all the luck. You have to keep me posted when you get that yes. Okay. All right. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'm glad that we like, I I, I don't know. I always feel like that was so relatable <laughs> to me. For least, sure. At least when you're like, especially auditioning every day and you get told no and no yep. and no. And it. Builds you up. You're like, ugh, whatever. Another no, I'm not even going to look like yeah, I throw a script out after I, I'm i like, you know what? Well, if I get it, amazing. If yep. I don't, I don't have to think about yeah. it anymore. I don't know.
2: Yep. That's smart.
0: But at least it's not just in, it's in every field, which is hard. It's hard to get a job right now. It is. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having You're me. You're a delight. Oh, get out of here! You this are. This was a this was a wonderful episode, and then we found some really scary, sad news, and now we're ending the episode. Oh yeah. And we're still, you know what? The show goes on. Uh, I guess I should say because this will have come out way later. That then. wasn't
1: on Mike that we were talking about. That I know. So. I know. We're just but talking I'm just about a terrible it. thing happening, and no it's one. In knows. News. It's it in the news. It wasn't with any. It
2: wasn't one of the three of us. Like none of us got a text that we're like, <laughs> Hey, My it's it's, <laughs> it's right. It's your doctor. Uh, and you're screwed, which would be just wild, unprofessional no, doctoring.
0: No, this is national news that Brian's going to have to deal with at work tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you're wonderful. You are a success. You are far from unemployed. Oh, get out of here. Thank That's you. That's why I wanted you here. All of the unemployed people listening to this are people who want to see, you know, their dream job happen. I think you really, like, saw it and made it happen. Thank you. you. Know? I,
2: feel, I feel like I'm in a really nice place and, like, there's stuff I still would like to do always, but it doesn't, it feels less like remote than it has. And I feel like I've like had so many like really fortunate and wonderful opportunities to like do amazing stuff Yeah, on the way.
0: But you're very realistic about it. You know that you gotta, you gotta want more or else, you know, if you're too comfortable and you're like, this is it, I'm good for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's pulled out from under you. I was, uh -uh. (laughs) I was just
2: talking to a friend too recently about how like, once you're like, I'm great and then you just like start doing horrible work. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, thank you, Josh. Where can everyone find you? Where can we see you or find you online?
2: I am at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L-M-A-N on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, JoshGondelman.com for live tour dates. Uh, I'm going to be, when does this come Um, out? Sorry, I, um,
0: I don't know, but maybe don't plug exact dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) And then I, oh, and and get my book. Um,
0: Yes, the book.
2: Nice Try Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. And you can find that. Uh, anywhere that you would that you would purchase or check out a book, uh, but my suggestion is, I I love when people get it from the library. It makes me so happy that people are supporting libraries. But if you get it and you really like it, buy it for someone else as a gift.
0: Oh, that's nice. At
2: an occasion, you have to get a gift because you're going to do it anyway. It's like twelve bucks.
0: I love that. Right? For Christmas in July. Um, well, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you, Anna. Also, this is another episode of Unemployed with me, Anna Roisman. You can find me at Anna Roisman all over the internet or at Bobby Flay the dog, right? We should plug Bobby sometimes. We do have a Twitter for the podcast, at Unemployed, P-D-C-S-T, you know, like Tinder, like Noah. No vowels in there. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's very or hip, burger. very cool.
0: Yeah, and remember, you know, listen to this podcast when you're on your way to work, when you're in bed, when you're looking for a job, like Taylor was. You know what? This can hopefully comfort you. You're not alone. And uh, and check out the other episodes. Like us, subscribe to it, rate us. Uh, is that what Brian loves? These soundtracks? Altru- Brian's staring at me, going, "Wrap this shit up already, Anna." All right, goodbye.